Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you. You need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. Young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. Welcome to the Mark Harrington Show with your radio activist, Mark Harrington, and voice of resistance. You tuned in to uh, Activist Radio here on the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org, and you can also check us out at createdequal.org. That is the organization I head up here, an activist organization that takes abortion victim photography and video to colleges and high schools all across America. But unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 situation happening in America. We're unable to go to these colleges right now, these high schools. So we've had to pivot like a lot of people have and continue the fight to defend preborn baby in the midst of this emergency. So what we're going to be talking about today is something that I think if you're a pro-life activist, you need to be listening today because we're going to be giving you the do's and the don'ts of activism in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. And what I think is overreach, at least in some cases, of law enforcement in different parts of the country. So we're going to be talking about that today because why? Because pastors are getting jailed. We've seen that in Florida. Pro-lifers, peaceful, law-abiding, pro-life activists out front of abortion centers are getting arrested. And churches are even being threatened for permanent closure. That happened just the other day in New York City. All of that at the same time where Planned Parenthood, the abortion Goliath, continues to get away with murder by violating the governor's orders in now 28 states. So what we're seeing here, unfortunately, is a little bit of unequal enforcement of these orders that are being handed down by the governor's And I think that's sowing confusion amongst pro-life Christians. Uh, And it's making a lot of us wonder, I mean, what are the boundaries here? What what are we supposed to do? Uh, We're not just going to stop our activism. We're not going to cease saving lives in the midst of this crisis. In fact, uh, we need to step up, folks. I mean, this is a time for us to step up our activism and not, uh, you know, not sit in our homes and hunker down like everybody else. I mean, we can be doing some things to be saving lives. And one of those things is uh, what we've been trying to do and, and others around the country, and that is to continue to hold our governors accountable for enforcing these executive orders that have been handed down, uh, calling for non-essential medical procedures 
uh, to cease in their states. And right now, as of this morning, there are 31 states that have issued these orders. Of those 31, 11 have also added to that by sending out separate orders directed at the abortion centers themselves, telling them that they are non-essential. And as as of this morning, three of those states are abortion-free, which is good news. Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa are actually following the orders of the governors. And I just found out uh, yesterday that our attorney general, Dave Yost, is going to be appealing the uh, preterm, uh, uh, their, their, their uh, attempt to get a TRO in the state of Ohio. So there's a lot going on right now as it relates to the pro-life movement. And in order to, to kind of navigate these waters, these difficult waters, what I've done today is I'm bringing on my good friend and colleague, Peter Breen. And Peter is the vice president and senior counsel of the Thomas More Society. Uh, Peter uh, has been watching closely what's going on in the states, and he's also been watching what's going on with the First Amendment and our rights to uh, free speech in front of abortion centers across the country. And and Peter's a friend of ours because Peter often gets me out of trouble. <laughs> he's been real good about uh, you know intervening when necessary to keep pre, uh, uh, keep uh, created equal doing what we should be doing, which is saving lives. So, Peter, thanks for being on the Mark Harrington Show. Hey, glad to be with you, Mark. So, Peter, let's dive right in. Uh, you know, I was I talking about the do's and don'ts of activism. Uh, there's a lot of confusion out there with pro-life activists. They're, they're wondering, you know, what are we allowed, able to do regarding these executive orders, you know, these stay-at-home orders, Uh, Pro-lifers are still at some level going to the sidewalks, but yet we're seeing police. We had this happen in Columbus coming up and telling us we couldn't do this, that we had to go home and and all of this stuff. If you would kind of address that, because I think think there's a lot of pro-lifers who want to go to the abortion centers, want to pray, want to counsel, want to protest, but are a little worried that they're going to get the heavy hand of law enforcement on them and trying to, to enforce these orders. Uh, against them. So if you would kind of just address that, if you would. Sure. And and of course, there's a lot of fear out there right now. And, and it's understandable just with the nature of this crisis, the, you know, the, all of the unknowns that we are facing and that our law enforcers are facing. And for the most part, we've got good faith. Uh, we've had good faith interactions with law enforcement personnel across the country. But we've got to remember, you know, the pandemic does not uh, repeal the First Amendment. Right. At the same time, uh, we do want to fully comply with all of the applicable laws as long as they're constitutional. And so what we're seeing in certain places is uh, an unconstitutional interpretation of what is probably a constitutional order. So these stay home orders. Yeah. Okay. For the most part, uh, you know, they're constitutional, you know, and, and you can analogize it to, uh, you know, if there's a, if there's a hurricane coming and they tell you stay in your homes. You can't say to me, well, no, 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 no. I, I got to be able to go out and, you know, I, I do my thing. I'm like, well, you're going to have a tough time making that argument to a judge and, and just to your neighbors and friends. Right. And so we certainly want to follow all the rules uh, as, as appropriate. So, right. but what, what almost all of these uh, orders have in common, they, they have some language in common or concepts in common. And the primary one, just the first one that kind of jumps off the page, 
at someone like me and, and folks looking at this is the exemption for outdoor activity. And the activities that you perform outside of abortion clinics are by their nature outdoors. Right. Well, so, even our governor here in Ohio, Mike DeWine, said, go out, take a walk, go to the park, be yeah. active. So, I mean, they're, they're ex expecting or actually encouraging people to stay active and not just be shut up in their homes. So, yeah. Well, and, and, and frankly, that is something uh, for, for your audience. I mean, look, you're supposed to be getting light exercise during this time. You want to boost your immunity, get out sunlight, fresh air. You sure. know, that, that, is, that is salutary activity. And, right. uh, you know, for us, I mean, you know, we got two little kiddos at home. We're kind of cramped into this little, uh, a little 1200 square foot ranch house. So we go out and have a walk every day uh, right. with the kiddos. Uh, and so that is, that is wonderful activity. And you're seeing certain people are, you know, they're, they're, they're going stir crazy at home. They want to go out and get some activity. So you may right. have uh, available to you some folks that, that uh, might not normally come out to the abortion facility that now would like to, because they got mm -hmm. a little time on their hands and they want to get out of the house. Right. So you might find that. You know, one thing that, that we see, though, so we see the outdoor activity that is in most of these orders or some something like it. Right. So we can use that uh, as the grounds to go out to the abortion facility, because obviously, if you can go out to you know, just another public sidewalk and walk up and down it or what have you, or you can go to a bike trail or whatever. Uh, why can't you go to the public sidewalk or the public right of way in front of your local abortion clinic? There's right. no difference. Exactly. Uh, and I would, I would say this too. So, so you see a couple of, of, of conditions. One of them, uh, they call them social distancing requirements. Right. Usually that's, that's the six foot rule. That's right. stay six feet apart from the folks that you're out there, uh, you know, whether you're praying or just standing vigil or sidewalk counseling or what have you. Stay apart from uh, those also who are out there. Well, let, and me, you let, wanna, me ask, let me stop you. Yeah, right, but let sure. me ask you, because I, I, I wondered myself, is that for outdoor activity as well as in because I, I can understand the six foot rule when you're indoors you know but outdoors do we are they you know are they trying to say that you can't do it outdoors because i think that'd be impossible to enforce wouldn't it well uh, for the most part i mean you know I, i'll tell you locally here when we go walk we have a little bike trail that we go walking on it's it's a little tough to get past people because you want to be friendly and say hello but you need to you know you've got to try to stay six feet apart and the idea is that the the droplets from the virus right. you know, can't make it that far or what have so you. So there is no distinction between yeah. indoors and outdoors when it comes to the social distance. Right, right. I mean, that that is uh, and, and obviously, I mean, it's it's even more important indoors just because of the, you know, the air is not, you know, moving right. as quickly. You know, it's it's a you exactly. know, definitely don't want to get within six people indoors, six feet indoors if you can if you can avoid it. Right. But but yeah, I mean, outdoors, you know, the yeah, if you're on a sidewalk, you want to be spaced out. And we've, for the most part, you really don't want to have large group gatherings. So you Which know, you is never be, really a big problem for many of us, unfortunately. Well, I'd love sure. to have that problem, you know, where we had 50 right. people and we'd say, oh, well, we're going to have to send home 40 of you. But well, yeah, I hear you. There is, a, and, and in some of the state's orders, uh, in many of the state's orders, frankly, there's this 10 person limit on right. gatherings. So if you're going to have a group, like a, an organized group that normally goes, you really do want to keep your groups small. Right. Um, and and uh, by the way, the social distancing, the six foot is, is, uh, you know, doesn't apply to people in a family unit. So if you get a, you know, a dad and his two kiddos, you know, they don't have to be six feet apart. They can stand together, but keep everybody six feet apart from them. Uh, and, and again, you know, I think what, what we're trying to do, what we've urged folks is, you know, be sensitive to it. You know, don't, don't encourage large gatherings and no one has. And frankly, right. yeah, I mean, especially right now, folks wouldn't show up for it anyway. Right. Uh, but so so but that sort of thing is is the nature of it. 
Uh, the point two, remember seniors and those who have other you know, background conditions that could make them more susceptible to really being hit harder by this virus, they've all been encouraged to stay home altogether or be very, very careful about their, about their outdoor activities and what have you. So really, uh, you might have some folks that normally are able to come to the abortion facility that can't just because of the nature of things right now. So really people that are, I don't want to say able-bodied, that's but it's a kind of an old fashioned term, but you know, the folks that are not in the risk, extra risk groups for the virus really do need to step up and be attendant at the abortion facilities because some of your colleagues just can't, they're going to have to stay at home and pray with you and pray for you, but they can't actually physically be out there uh, at the abortion facilities with you. My guest is uh, Peter Breen, and he is the vice president and senior counsel for the Thomas More Society. Folks, you can find out more about uh, Peter and the work there at the Thomas More Society by going to thomasmoresociety.org. That's thomasmoresociety.org. And we are talking about the do's and don'ts of activism in the midst of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and how pro-life activists can continue to be a voice for the pre-born during these difficult times. So, Peter, to kind of summarize, and maybe you could just, you know, if I'm missing anything, uh, these executive orders generally across the board obviously aren't prohibiting outdoor activities uh, across the board, which means obviously we can go to the sidewalks of the abortion centers. And number two, uh, the social distancing rules and the 10 or less rules still should be followed. Is that basically what you're saying? And are there any other uh, things we need to keep in mind if we go to the sidewalks outside the abortion centers? Well, and I'll tell you, our number one thing that we always preface uh, our, our, our instructions, I'll, I'll give you a quick story from law school. I was in a you know, criminal law class with a guy named uh, Professor Robert Blake. He was a great, great uh, law professor there uh, at Notre Dame. And he would say, after we would go through the unit on all the constitutional rights and everything else, yeah. he would say to us, he'd say, now, if a police officer in South Bend commands you to do something uh, that may be against your constitutional rights, I would strongly urge you to do what the officer is telling you to do. Uh, so it was also, you know, there, there's, there's, the, there's the theory of the thing and then the actuality. So I'll tell right. you, we always say, obey now, grieve later. So if you get an actual command, so right. not a suggestion or, a, you know, the cop is there talking to you or what have you, you get an actual command to vacate, do it, follow the instruction mm -hmm. and then contact us. We will go into federal court or we will get with that city attorney, you know, the, the higher ups there and get that taken care of very quickly. And why, why is that important? Because I, I think this is really important for people to understand that getting arrested is not necessarily the best course of action. Right. And, and so it's actually a part of the legal system. If you've been arrested, we now have to defend you going up all the way through the state court system. And we're on defense. I see. Trying to establish this as a defense for you. Right. If you decide not to get arrested, well, hey, guess what? I get to go into federal court. And I'm on mm -hmm. offense. You're the plaintiff suing right. for an injunction against the city and, right. and on much better terms with a uh, and, and also with you know, a federal judge who gets a lot of First Amendment cases for the exactly. most part. Free speech is well established in the federal system and all of that. When you're in the state court system and particularly in the criminal system in the state side, 
you know, they have a lot of cases, you know, I mean, prosecutors can have hundreds of cases and these judges are moving through like that. They're not sitting there, you know, looking for people to, you know, to, to bring forward complex 50 page long briefs about the first amendment. Right. Well, you know what? I've learned I've learned the hard way on that one, Peter, <laughs> myself, yeah. unfortunately, have gone to uh, jail for, um, you know, not complying with a particular order because I thought it was unconstitutional. And then having to go through this long uh, process of defending our position in state or city court. And uh, we as an organization created equal, just take the across the board policy, as you say, at bay now and grieve later. Uh, what we'll tell the police officer say, we'll say, listen, I don't believe that's unconstitutional. We don't agree, but we will comply right now under protest, letting them know that we don't agree with what they're doing. But uh, but by complying with it, we're not agreeing with what they're doing. We're just going to do it under protest and then deal with it later. And I think that's always the as you say, the best position to take. Well, and, and for those, you know, those who are Christians, you know, there's, there's the old, uh, you know, the expression from the scriptures, you know, wise as serpents, innocent as doves. And this is a little exactly. bit of a wisdom thing. Because we want to, you know, if they're going to come after us, you know, if the government is going to come after you and try to shut down your, your pro-life activism, we want to strike back in the most effective and smart way. And so this allows us to do so. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a quick example. Well, and let me interrupt. Yeah. One other thing, sure. of course, we show that we, we wear video cameras, too, and that that helps us in our ability to to, as you say, bring any kind of uh, uh, case against the law enforcement. But the other thing is just take good notes, make sure what they said to you, because the chilling of the speech is enough for a lawsuit. Is that right? Absolutely. The the threat of arrest, the the instruction, well, what you're doing is not right, can often be enough. But I will say this, there, there is a little bit of a twist. So you know, say in a big city, uh, you know, if you're in Chicago, you're doing, uh, you know, you're on sidewalk in front of an abortion facility. If one police officer says you can't do this, but he doesn't instruct you to get off the sidewalk and there's not, there's not a chain of command issue and what have you, it might not be enough to actually sustain a full bore lawsuit. You know, we may need to go in, get the city to take a formal position uh -huh. uh, or, or otherwise refuse to take a position, you know, which is taking a position to some extent. Right. So, you know, we, we may have to do a little more development work so that we can go in and firmly establish your rights. And it, and here's the other thing, too. It's not just your rights that you're defending. It's everyone's rights. That's right. uh, and frankly, it's everyone's rights everywhere, not just on the life issue, but on a variety of issues. Uh, we as Americans, if we don't use our free speech rights, for heaven's sakes, you know, they, they're like a muscle. They get flabby. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's something that, that I, I really try to urge people. Hey, you know, I know no one wants to be part of a lawsuit. They don't want to, they don't want to cause any trouble, but at the same time, you, if you don't cause a little bit of trouble, you could be hurting everyone across the board, all of your fellow citizens who may not then have their rights uh, defended and upheld the next time this happens. Peter Breen is my guest. He is the vice president and senior counsel for the Thomas More Society. And you can find out more by going to thomasmoresociety.org. That's thomasmoresociety.org to find out more. We're talking about the do's and don'ts of activism in the midst of the COVID uh, crisis and national emergency. And uh, so, Peter, let's, uh, let's kind of put a summary on this. So you're saying you can go outside. Those are permitted within the orders. But you need to follow the social distancing guidelines and the 10 or less as long as you're doing that, it's completely lawful, acceptable, and we ought to be out there. As long as babies are dying, we should be out in front of these abortion centers. 
Um, let's get to the case in North Carolina. I think that some of our followers here uh, follow this and saw that uh, some pro-life, peaceful pro-life activists who were praying outside of a center got arrested. Can you give us an update on that? Well, this morning, uh, we filed a federal lawsuit against Greensboro, North Carolina. So so that was the, the city where two different groups of pro-life activists were arrested. One other group uh, uh, complied with the city, the police officer's orders and and uh, stepped away. And so what we've done is gone into federal court. We are seeking an injunction, temporary restraining order and an injunction huh. against the city of Greensboro from uh, from shutting down their public sidewalks, at least to pro-lifers in front of the abortion facility. And so that I, I would say for folks, you know, we have been advising people across the country. This has been a big deal. Uh, you've got local law enforcers trying to figure out what these orders mean. Our folks are all going, well, you know, we know we're, we're supposed to stay home, but we know we, we're supposed to go to the abortion facilities too, because, and, and we should be allowed to. And so in most jurisdictions, when our folks, uh, you know, when, when the police officers either, either there's a couple of things. One, they just don't get bothered at all. Number two, mm-hmm. police officer will come up, engage in a little bit of conversation. They will chat. Maybe they'll talk about, hey, you know, there's this outdoor activity exception. In most of these orders, too, there are other exceptions for health care. There are exceptions for organizations providing social services. Our governor here in Ohio, you know, explicitly exempted free speech, which is not what all of them have done. Right. No. And and so Ohio is great in that. St. Louis, Missouri and some other uh, Missouri based ones have done that. And, And so the orders are they're generally the same, but there's a few extra little wrinkles in each of them. And so what we've been doing is we're helping advise uh, if you can't work it out with your local law enforcers, we then will help you with a you know, letter or what have you that you can then show to the lo- local law enforcement if you need to. And mm-hmm. if it gets bad, you know, it gets to the point where there's a threat, we then will come in and, uh, and we'll then deal directly with the law enforcement or just go straight to court depending on the, uh, the, you know, the severity of the issue. In Greensboro, where they're arresting people uh, the city of Greensboro actually put out a press release bragging about having arrested these folks. Really? So, yeah, I mean, so that was That's that was crazy. really all we needed to be able to jump into court and look for an immediate injunction against that particular city. But I'll tell you, look. So uh, were you granted that or you're waiting to hear back? Well, uh, we have just filed that lawsuit. Okay, this, this morning. morning. Okay. Right. So that has just been filed. Uh, I don't even okay. know if it's been assigned to a judge yet. Uh, but, you know, other other folks in North Carolina are doing just fine. So they were able to work with their local law enforcement. It was fine. You know, all across the country, we're having good success, uh, you know, working through these orders with the local law enforcers. And in theory, you know, everything that's been said was that local law enforcement is supposed to be encouraging compliance, not being heavy handed. And that's we found that in most of the country. But again, if you have trouble, call us. We're glad to help out, uh, you know, thomasmoresociety.org, which I know we had on the screen. You know, that is uh, that'll get you get you to us. And uh, you know, our, our phone number is you know, 312-782-1680. Say That's that on again. the website as well. Say that again. 312-782-1680. Uh, 312-782. Say it again. 1680. 1680. OK. Right. And we have we have a whole covid sidewalk response team of, okay. of attorneys across the country. We've put together just to deal with this issue, along with some of the other issues that are coming up uh, during this uh, this pandemic. All right. So let's wrap it up, Peter, uh, if you would uh, just give us the basics of what we've talked about uh, as far as the, these executive orders and how, as pro-life activists, we can navigate these these murky waters, if you will, of what they're, they mean to 
to uh, free speech out front of abortion center. If you would, uh, if you could wrap that up, give us some marching orders as we go forward. Well, first off, be aware of your local order. If you've got it handy, that's good to have on your cell phone or print it out, what have you. But have most with of them you. have. Yeah, with you is great. Or just even on your cell phone. So you can just show right. it. You know, everybody's got a cell yeah, phone. That, that's phone. always helpful. We were showing it yeah. to the to our police department. Shows that we've got our act together. And I will bet you they've got them in hand as well. So I, you're, you should be in good shape. Again, outdoor activity. Stay six feet apart. And, and again, keep your group small. And then, you know, you should be okay. And again, though, if you're not okay, if you get that instruction to leave, obey now, grieve later, be on the phone with us. In fact, if you have any problems, be on the phone with us. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Folks, you've been listening to the radio activist Mark Harrington here on the Mark Harrington Show with Peter Breen, who is the vice president and senior counsel of the Thomas More Society. You can go to thomasmore.org to find out the do's and don'ts of activism. And folks, Thomas let's More keep Society. saving baby. I'm sorry, thomasmoresociety.org to find out the do's and don'ts of pro-life activism in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness, against the evil Evil. plague in America. Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.